Welcome to episode 98 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Mazel. We are in March. I dropped the theme like it was hot last week, talking about significant loss in sobriety and really prepping you guys for the importance of acknowledging that this is something that will happen in your sobriety journey and that it is something that a lot of us don't really want to deal with because we, as humans in recovery, really generally speaking, we don't like emotions and we don't like dealing with things that bring us pain. A lot of us, that's how we dealt with pain was drinking and using. And now we have a new way to deal with pain. So with that being said, like I told you last week, I have a couple of amazing guests that are here to talk about this topic. And my first guest today, she is my sidekick. This human being, we are one in the same. If you think I'm passionate about recovery and helping people, she is too. I'm so grateful to know her and to work alongside her and for her to also share with you a part of her that is tough, but it is something by her choosing to share this with the world, it is going to help so many of you realize and understand that you can grow through tough, tough times in sobriety and you don't have to go back and drink and use over it. This amazing human lights up a room when she walks into it. And I'm so excited that she is here to share part of her with the world. So who do I have the pleasure of having on Monday's State of Mind? I'm Tabitha Miller and Michael, I am just so honored that you asked me to come and share and spend some time with you. I'm a huge fan of Monday State of Mind. You have just put together a beautiful platform for people in recovery to share their stories, their experience, and let people know that there's hope that we can get well. So thank you so much for what you're doing with this podcast. And I just am super grateful to be here with you today. We are going to get in it. We are going to just deep dive. And so Our topic today, this month, is significant loss in sobriety, and you have experienced Mm -hmm. significant loss in sobriety, and I know that it's hard, but I also know that it's so beautiful, and when you shared with me Mm -hmm. this personal part of you, I was like, holy wowza, she needs to share this with the world. Mm -hmm. More people need to know that you can get through hard times. Kind of like as Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. Tabitha Miller can do hard things. And so what is it that you get to share with the world today, Tabitha, as it pertains to significant loss in sobriety? Yes. Well, prepping to speak with you today, this is a hard thing to talk about. It's a hard thing to think about. It's not a place I really love revisiting, but it's a huge part of my life and a huge part of my sobriety journey. So I started my recovery journey in 2010 and just started 
living this recovery life, rebuilding the wreckage that, <laughs> that I had <laughs> made. Right. And I'm repairing relationships and things are going along. And four years into my recovery journey, my world was turned upside down. I learned very quickly that life can change in an instant. It was just a normal day in November. I went to breakfast with my sister, went home, was going to just prepare for work by like resting a little bit. And as soon as I returned home, my dad came and approached me and my dad's not an emotional guy, but he was choked up and he was trying to tell me that my mom was going in for emergency heart surgery. And automatically I just went into go mode. I've learned in recovery to show up, right? Like I didn't even let it sink in. It was like, what do we do? A, B, C. I didn't have time to ask questions. I just called my sister as like, we go, right? We show up. And we got to the hospital. It was so eerie, so weird because nobody was there. Nothing was prepared. It was a Sunday. And that's when it really started to sink in. For the first time I had that moment of like, I could lose my mom today. It was the longest day of my life. We had showed up at 10 and we just sat around. The first thing I did was I called my sponsor. How cool is it that during that time of like hardship, I had people to call. Years ago when I was drinking, I wouldn't have had those people that I could call and let know that I was going through the most difficult thing I've ever been through. Unfortunately, my mom did not make it through surgery. Um, The car ride home was just, I felt like I was in a dream. It didn't feel real. That night I cried myself to sleep and it was the first time, like, you know, in sobriety, they say you're going to feel and you're going to feel it all the good, the bad, everything. It was the first time that emotionally I was experiencing so much pain that I could feel it physically in my body. And I never had that before. I was feeling it all. Losing my mom was always one of the biggest fears I had in my life. On my four-step, sponsors would ask, what do you think would cause you to drink again? And I always put losing a family member. And that was a thought that crossed my mind is this like, is this going to mess me up? (laughs) Is this going to cause me to drink again? Because I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to handle all these feelings. So... I think the hardest part is the days after when the reality starts to sink in. And at that time I was living with my parents. So to go from having this person in your life, seeing them every day to they're just gone. And I was really worried how I was going to navigate them the next few days, the next few months. And I am so grateful for those first four years of recovery I built a net and a foundation and a network and a community of people to catch me during the hard times. When I didn't know what to do with myself, I showed up to AA meetings and I didn't have to say anything. I got hugs and I sat in the back and cried. I had people that just would call up and say, I'm going to pick you up and drive you around. So it was right before Thanksgiving. And my mom always decorated the house for Christmas and she'd started. So the tree was up and the boxes were out and I woke up the next morning and the house was filled with friends and people from AA and 
they had started decorating. They finished the decoration. And to just have people around, around the clock, people were showing up with food. People were calling. I've never felt so held and supported in my life. The interesting thing is when I think about the fear I had about losing someone, it was so much worse in my mind than it was in reality. Because in my mind, I didn't have people. I didn't have AA. I didn't have support. But I did in reality when I lost my mom. So I would not have made it through that experience without AA. And you know, people were worried about me. I had people go, are you okay? Are you going to go drink? And my mom was so proud of me. She was so proud of the fact that I had gotten sober and she would talk to her friends and they would brag about, you know, my kid's a lawyer. My kid just graduated with their master's. Like my kid just got married and my mom, like, you know, my daughter's sober. She is four years sober. And the relationship that we had when she passed away had been repaired and it had been repaired because of the work I'd done in AA. The last thing I wanted to do was dishonor her by taking a drink or disappoint her by taking a drink. So in a way I continue to honor my mom by staying sober and continuing to do this recovery journey. I can't think of a better way to honor her. So, like I said, I was so worried that this was going to mess me up. I was like, okay, I have to grieve perfectly because I've come so far. I don't want to go backwards. I've seen the shows where people lose someone and they become hoarders or (laughs) get out of bed or things like that. And I had started creating and cultivating this beautiful life. I was scared that this traumatic experience was going to mess me up. So I remember saying to one of my uncles who had also lost a daughter, a cousin of mine, and I basically went to them being like, tell me what to do. I want to grieve perfectly. And basically said, there is no perfect way to grieve. The only way out is through. I was basically told and encouraged to feel what I feel in the moment and to take Once again, another AA slogan is a day at a time, a moment at a time. I'm really grateful I was given permission to feel and permission to just be whatever I needed to be. Nobody had expectations of me, which sometimes a lot of people don't get during significant loss. People are expected to jump back in like, okay, time's up. It's been two months. Get back to work. Get back to school. Get over it. And I was given so much time and so much grace. There's still a piece of me that, oh, I miss my mom. I wish I could call her up. I wish I could get that hug. But the relationship now today is taking on a new form. I know my mom's still with me. I know that the relationship and the love didn't die with her. That still exists. The love between me and my mom is stronger than ever. It just looks different today. So time does help and it gets better, but there'll be moments that come unexpectedly. Like I remember I saw a name tag that was on an old suitcase of hers. And for some reason I was brought to my knees. I was bawling like a baby being like, where did this come from? So these waves come. 
But today, looking back, I've been given so many gifts in my mom's passing. Losing her and the significant loss in my life has been able to connect me with others. There's just an understanding and a compassion for others that have lost. We're in this club that someone told me once, they were like, we're in the dead mom's club. I was like, (laughs) that's terrible. (laughs) It's a club nobody wants to be in, but you only get membership one way, but we're there for each other. I've had multiple experiences in my recovery where I've been able to connect with others that have gone through loss like this. And you can just see them melt when you say me too. I've been there. I know that hurt. It's not the same as your hurt, but I felt hurt like that. And that's just part of the human experience. I would never have asked for it, but it's a gift. And it's a gift that I'm not numb to it. I'm feeling it all, man, all the good, all the bad. And it's also given me a huge compassion to want to learn more about grief. I know you and I have talked, Mm -hmm. I want to learn more. I want to help people understand grief. I want to help them understand it, put language to it and figure out how to navigate this. And I think the biggest thing is we have to do it together. We have to go through this thing together. So, you know, life happens, anything unexpected can happen at any moment, but I hope that the message that people will hear is you don't have to drink no matter what. And I know I heard that. I heard that in the rooms and I would hear stories and like, how, how did you get through that? But people said they did. And that gave me hope that if they could do it, I could do it too. So. Tabitha Miller, you share your story with such grace. Mm -hmm. And you hit on points that I really emphasize in the kickoff to this is that there is gifts in our grief and Mm -hmm. there are gifts that you get to share your experiences with others to let them know they don't have to drink. That's a really big deal. And so I just want to ask now that you're on the other side and you said it's a journey, it doesn't always go away, but what are some things that you can look back on in the moment when that news hit and you were like, oh my gosh, this is my reality now. What about the community that you made in recovery? What about that was so vital to your success with growing through this sober and not going back out? That's a beautiful question. Like I said, the fear I had, I saw myself alone and knowing that I had people to call and places to go. The rooms of 12-step and AA saved me. I needed to just go and be. And I was held. I was held during that time. Like It's such a blur when I think back about it. I was trying to wrap my head around it, but it almost felt like a dream. And also these people too showed me how to show up for people when they're grieving. I know like I used to always be so scared when someone lost someone, because I'm like, I'm going to say something dumb. I'm going to make it worse. I'm going to make them feel bad. So I would avoid going and helping people while they're grieving because I'm like, I don't know how to do it. And this is another gift of the people in my life and my community, my sponsor, my friends, 
they showed me the best way to be there for someone is to just be there and Mm -hmm. don't wait for them to tell you what they need. They would just show up and they would just sit with me. And some people too, they would ask about my mom. That's one thing too, that I appreciated is when you lose someone, you want to talk about them because they existed. You don't want to tippy toe around them. So, you know, they would ask me questions about my mom. Nobody tried to fix it. They were just there. And they showed me that I can do that for somebody else when they're grieving, that all you have to do is show up. Hmm. Yes. It's a tough topic. And I just love that you emphasize we can go through hard times and the gift of recovery is community. It's like you already had all these people that were like, I don't care if she likes me or not. I'm showing up and I'm going to be there for her. So for any of you listening to this, that's in recovery and you're like, I'm doomed. You're not doomed if like you've got people to help you through these tough times so that you don't have to go back to drinking or using i love that you could share so openly and so honestly about your journey tabitha and so one last thing i just want to ask you really quick is for anybody that is afraid because there are people i talked about the yets or the loopholes I'm not going to drink yet. I don't have to do this yet. But if someone dies, I might take myself out. What would you say to anybody listening that might be like, I don't know, man. I'm so glad you could do it, Tabitha, but I don't know if I can. What would you say to those people that might have those hesitations, like dealing with significant loss? Right. Well, you (laughs) never know until you get there. I, I believe we're stronger than we think we are. And Like I told you before, I had built this beautiful life and I didn't want to lose it. And I knew that a drink was not going to make me feel better. You know, the drink might numb me for a few hours, but then the shame on top of the sadness, on top of the sickness and the drink was no longer my solution. My solution came in community. My solution came through connection with that power greater than myself. And like you talked about the gifts, I don't think I would have been able to experience the gifts if I was numbing out with a drink. Mm -hmm. So just know that you are stronger than you think you are and reach out because there are people around that have been where you've been and are ready to hold you and carry you when you are unable to stand on your own. So that's what I would say. Tabitha Miller, you are a gift. You're a gift. No, you're a gift. Thank (laughs) you for, for showing up and being here. If anybody resonated with you and your story, what is a way that they can get a hold of you, Tab? Oh, Absolutely. Email? Should I? Yeah. Okay. Give me your email. You can get in touch with me at tmiller at harmonyfoundationinc.com. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. yeah. You're not alone. Yeah, you guys. And then we'll make sure it's in the show notes so that you guys can get it. And again, Tabs, thank you for being here talking about this topic. I am so grateful for you. 
thank you for asking me to do uncomfortable and new things and helping me continue to grow. I adore you. Thank you. This is how we do on Monday State of Mind. We bring up tough topics and work through them so that your mind can work for you in your recovery journey and not against you. I want to go ahead and end this episode by reminding you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. 